Welcome to the Savannah Irish Festival podcast. Being Irish in Savannah is more than just luck. It's woven into the fabric of this magical city. It's more than just a celebration. It's culture and community. Now sit back, enjoy the crack, and be sure to follow along all season at savannahirishfest.com. Y'all mentioned how you had the opportunity to go to Ireland last summer. Tell us what that meant to the team and what all did you learn and accomplish while you were there? The invite, I think, came through you uh, initially. And I um, invited us. uh, It was a group that invited us to come to Ireland and play hurling and do all that. And uh, that was slightly before COVID, I think. Yeah, I think it was. And then COVID happened. And so... um, well, no, it was a funny story because it was Tiernan and yeah, Larry. Larry, and it, let's back up because it was a funny story because in Ireland everybody knows everybody else. So in Savannah, if I don't know somebody, Caleb's going to know somebody, and I think that's pretty fair. Yep. And I had mentioned it to you about with Larry, and then you called me one day at work, and you're like, "Oh, is yeah, yeah remember that?" And you're yeah, like, yeah. "Um, I got an email from Tiernan. Is he?" Does he work with Larry? I'm like, oh, that's his son. Yeah. And that's how it kind of, and then yeah. Caleb got the ball rolling from there. Yeah. So yeah. they own a, um, they own a tour company, particularly it focuses golf tourism mm-hmm. uh, in Wexford, uh, Club Choice Ireland. Um, uh, Larry, and, and ex, he's very involved uh, with St. Mary's and Ross Lair, um, historian. And, and I believe Larry hurled for Wexford at some stage, but yeah, uh, he invited, he talked to you, so we should come over. His son reached out to me, uh, Tiernan, and um, and we started working on a uh, itinerary that we were going to surprise the club with that we were going to Ireland. And so it took us a few months to put it together, and we had a little event, and we uh, revealed the news that um, we were going to go to Ireland on a tour and play GAA and hurling and football and pints and all that. And we did all of the above. <laughs> a, a lot of all of the above. And what was your favorite part of the trip tabs? Oh, well, um, <laughs> <laughs> she never left. Yeah. <laughs> she she really never came home. You yeah, actually yeah, yeah, stayed for like a wooden month. She was going to be the first yeah. Paid, yeah. Uh, paid Gaelic football player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was invited to go play That's for them awesome. in Ireland. To <laughs> <Yeah>. a <laughs> um, championship, I might add. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so to to you know backtrack when you asked like what did it mean yeah. to be invited, I would have to say it sort of changed the trajectory of my life, <laughs> mildly speaking, because <laughs> I was just visiting Savannah until I realized that through hurling in the GAA yeah. I could go to Ireland, <laughs> which <laughs> kind of was a lifelong dream of mine, specifically to bike around Ireland. Now that dream was made when I was a child and I thought Ireland was smaller. But um, <laughs> I did end up biking part of Ireland. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I stayed in Savannah, played hurling, got jobs from my teammates, and then ended up going <laughs> to Ireland. And it, I don't know, I guess, one, since I grew up in an Irish family, it was always really important uh, for me. Like, being Irish was important. I wasn't Irish, and I think... There's like the saying, nobody's more Irish than an Irish American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really so proud of it. Yeah. We grew up in that culture. And then being there was just so magical. Playing its national sport was really great. And then when we were there, I got to play with 
other women from Ireland playing the sport. It was just so, it was really cool to be around people that always played it. Because <laughs> awesome. um, here you're just like a ragtag bunch that plays that, um, you know, some people are from Ireland like Dara, but most of us didn't grow up playing the sport. So you just sort of like learned when you picked it up when you came to your first practice, usually as an adult. So it was really cool to play or to be in a, a culture where it was normal. Sure. I get it. I get it. But then it was weird because it was so normal. It was like every single person is wearing a GAA jersey all the time. And they take it so seriously. It was very serious. Yeah. Um, Caleb, what was um, your favorite part of the trip besides the pints? Oh, geez, the pints were lovely. Um, I think seeing people who had not been like walking into a pub and seeing GAA on the television. And just like for people having that, like, oh, yeah, that's what we do. And it's on TV. <laughs> like, and now other people, are, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was really neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Playing Harling in Ireland, I think just actually taking the pitch uh, for the first time as a full 15 person squad on a full size GA pitch and uh, lashing wind and rain in um, <sighs> Irish in, weather, in right? Ross Lair. Classic uh, Irish was, weather. Was. I would not trade it for the world. No. It a, such a great, just joy-filled experience. When I look like at the photo day. we took after that, I feel like that smile I have there is like the happiest I've ever been. Uh, you know? Yeah. You're just like, that's just a happy photo. Everybody in it's just like. Yeah. I mean, and then just to go to the pub afterwards and, and people are doing a bit of singing and you know, pints. And, mm-hmm. you know, I could have stayed there as long as Tab stayed in Ireland. It's a long time. <laughs> Cost me my job. What if Caleb's, <laughs> so I need to get another one. <laughs> one of Caleb's favorite thing is like if you're in a pub and somebody brings in a guitar and they start singing, oh, Caleb's mm-hmm. just going to move into the pub and he's going to be there all night. Love oh, real shit about how you. Love yes. repeat. Love, love a bit of singing. Fantastic. And Dara, I mean, you're from Ireland, but what was your favorite part about being with the GAA back back home? I don't know. I just thought it was. I just. I just it's, it's hilarious seeing uh, everybody so excited about Irish things, <laughs> <laughs> like all the pints and the music and it's like, yeah, and the GA. Like you're never a tourist in your own city or your own country. It's like the stuff that we always thought was absolutely naff. All the Americans were all like, "Yeah, this is great. It's like real Irish culture. Did you guys live like this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's why I left." <laughs> What was the funniest thing, maybe I should say? What was the funniest watching the funniest. this group? Uh, well, was, was, so when we went down to St. Mary's in Ross Lair, they got to see what proper club hurling is like in rural oh. Ireland. And so like, yeah, we have the crack here in Savannah. We're all friends and everyone has nine to five jobs. And no one takes it too seriously. Right. We do play hard more in competition, but it's, you know, we're all going home. But in, in Wexford, in, in club hurling, it's it's not as it's not it's not as pretty as that. And so uh, we had one coach called Larry, and Larry was showing everybody how to throw sly digs and the refs not looking. And um, one of our best players that we've ever had in the club is actually is an American guy called Ian, who played in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, Milwaukee yeah, for Milwaukee, like fifteen yeah. years, and he's also what, a professional Irish dancer and all this carry on. He's just one of those annoying athletic lads. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, so a great hurler, but. This coach Larry, who's probably five foot nine. I think that's very generous. Okay, yeah, you can I tell do. him I said, yeah. call him. He's, he's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was taller when he was on his side. And he was, but 
he identified Ian as obviously the best player on the team. And so he, he was going to cut him down to size. And so he was showing him how to catch a ball. And when you have, so Larry stood in front of Ian and Ian's behind him. Right. And Larry says, all right, hook a ball up in the air between me and Ian. And I'll show you how you win. I'll show you how you win a ball against the, against the big fella. And Ian's there ready to, you know, catch this ball make Larry look like an idiot and we'd all cheer his name. And then sure enough, someone pucks the ball up in the air and then we all look, Larry grabs it and suddenly we turn around and poor old Ian's on the ground, crumpled over. We're like, what's going on here? And then, <laughs> and then Ian goes, I was like, ah, Larry just sacked at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, lad. Who got the ball? Yeah. <laughs> you don't so have to be big to catch a high ball. You don't have to be big to catch a high ball. Oh my god! And so there's loads of you know there's there's loads of little things about when people travel around Ireland, like the you know it's not like you know you see gimmicky Irish pubs in in Savannah, or not actually not necessarily Savannah. So O'Connell's is one of the best yeah. authentic Irish pubs I've ever been in. But it doesn't have like like loads of just shit just nailed to the walls that they picked in like a bargain hunter's shop or whatever. But like, there's so many pubs down the west west coast of Ireland and rural Ireland. They're just they're like that just by evolution. Um, and so it's nice just seeing everybody wandering around Ireland, seeing everybody get excited about playing these games, um, going to Croke Park. That was really cool. Oh, God, yeah, that's one of the coolest things. So like the yeah. so you know. Gaelic football and hurling is a national sport of Ireland, but like we also play soccer, we play rugby, but like, I mean, we compete in international Olympics and international loads of different shit. But the, what, like, so the third biggest stadium in all of Europe is in Ireland, in Cro- is Croke Park, and it's only for our domestic sport. So it's 82,000 seater capacity. It's bigger than a lot of the, the soccer stadiums in all of Europe. And it was only when the uh, Lansdowne Road, which was, the oldest rugby ground, rugby stadium in the world before it was it was uh, remodeled. When it was being remodeled, they got to play the rugby games in Croke Park, and all the English commentators and all the European commentators were like, "Who knew? Who knew Ireland had such a nice stadium?" <laughs> and it's like it's really like it's really really impressive. Like the GAA are you know that's that's the thing is that like people people you need to go to Ireland to see it to believe it. Like going to a club match, a county match in Ireland in Croke Park during the height of the championship is something else. Anybody wants to see what Gaelic football and hurling is all about, the biggest games of the year are coming up over the next few weekends. The Super Bowl of yes. hurling Super Bowl. Now, will y'all be doing another watch party like you've done in the Ooh. past? Or? We, yeah, we will definitely somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Uh, times we've done it um, at O'Connell's, we've done it at Players' House, but yeah, there will certainly be a watch party event for, um, for the finals. Awesome. Yeah. So going back to this Fantasy GA jersey y'all just released yeah. last week, um, I thought it was pretty special. Thank you guys for letting me come. Um, and in the podcast, we're going to talk about this more down the road, but it has a special significance to, I guess, the motherland, you know, <laughs> Dara. Sure. Yeah. Tell, tell us about the significance of this new jersey. Uh, yeah. So one of the, uh, when we first founded the team, um, the USGAA, which is the, the American governing body. Um, so it's affiliated with Croke Park, affiliated with the, the Gaelic, Gaelic Association in Ireland was given us different advice on what we wanted to do as a team. 
And uh, they're like, oh, listen, lads, you know, we see lots of teams being set up and, you know, you don't all have to be called the Gales and you don't all have to wear green. And, you know, they're different there. You know, they're, you could have a bit of variety. And little did they know <laughs> that we had already done plenty of research. And so Ireland is like, you know, or so Ireland, Savannah is has a huge Irish heritage, huge Irish ties. And I'll let Caleb talk more about like the amount of Irish societies that we have, the St. Patrick's Day Parade, all the rest of it. But there's huge connections to uh, Wexford because there was a famine ship that left New Ross called the Dunbrody ship, um, which landed a, a lot of Irish um, indentured, serv- indentured servitude or otherwise onto the shores of the Savannah River here. And one of the coolest facts that I tell people when I come home is that a lot of the stones that you see building the walls or the cobbles on River Street are actually ballast stones that came over from Wexford. Um, And so we always knew that we wanted to wear purple and gold, which is the county colours of Wexford GAA. Um, And I mean, it's just lucky that purple and gold is also an awesome colour. And uh, the jerseys are very, very nice. And Wexford happens to be a great place to Great place to live and great place to visit. My my parents actually have a a house down there. It's like as close to the south of France as you can get in Ireland, really. <laughs> it's not quite the south of France. The sunny southeast, is that what they call it? Yeah. Island, sunny sunny southeast. Um and that's so that's why we have the purple and gold now. Um and there's also Georgia Southern University as well have big ties to Wexford. Maybe Caleb knows a bit more about that than me. Yeah, so um, there was, like Dara said, there was really no question as to what colors we were going to wear. It was purple and gold all from the beginning. Um, Yeah, to reflect the strong ties with um, County Wexford. Um, Like Dara mentioned, uh, the Dunbrody had a direct sailing to Savannah. And um, even around town today, you, you still... Uh, there are still big families with Wexford names, Roster, Keogh, um, Kinsella, all the, you know, um, big Wexford names. Um, they're still very prevalent here um, in, in Savannah. And I think, and I could be wrong on this statistic, but it, it's it's close, that at one stage in the height of the, the sailing of the Dunbrody, um, 70% of Savannah's Irish uh, were from Wexford, which is astounding. It's a huge number. Um, and so with our New Jersey, we wanted to um, do our part to continue to tell the Wexford story. Um, uh, and so we put the, um, the Dunbrody on the back of our ship sailing into um, the harbor in Savannah. Um, Dr. Howard Keeley at uh, the Center for Irish Research and Teaching has done an incredible, uh, just uh, an invaluable amount of work um, in telling that story, um, Georgia Southern now is, is I think, the only public college um, to have a study abroad campus in Ireland. Um, and it is based in Wexford. Um, and uh, they're just doing incredible, incredible things. We were able to present to the students going over to Wexford at the beginning of the summer for summer term uh, about the GAA. They were going to get to see some GAA while they were over there. So, um, They've been a, a wonderful uh, partner for us, and, and Dr. Howard Keeley has you know become such a good friend of mine, and um, he just uh, he's always thinking about us, and um, so 
Yeah, we've enjoyed telling the Wexford story. And let me tell you, when we rolled into Wexford last summer and showed them our jerseys and our track suits that Tabitha put together, <laughs> um, <laughs> they, yeah. the, the county team and Wexford like, that's, we've, we have to get that pattern for the track suit. Like they, they were astounded that like a, a, a club in Savannah, Georgia was wearing purple and gold because of the Wexford ties. It was really, it was, it was yeah. neat to see how like they were moved by it. Like, I think it's really cool. I love it. And then, you know, last year I was over there about the same time and I know you guys took the Dan Brody tour mm-hmm. and coming weeks, I'm going to have Joe Marinelli on the podcast and he's president of Visit Savannah. But, um, when you get off the Dunbro, do you land in Savannah? Yeah. Yeah. They've got a whole landing page, which is amazing for our community. And it even, I think, strengthens our ties with County Wexford. Yeah. And I think what you guys have done with adding the Dunbro to the jersey, which Tabitha, your brother, designed, yeah, um, is just, you know, I love it. I think it's fantastic. So um, are these jerseys for sale? And if they are, where can you buy them? Yeah, you can go to O'Neill's, uh, O'Neill's.com um, and type in Savannah GAA and there's our shop. We have our, our original jerseys. We have the new jerseys. You can buy short socks, whatever you want, purple and gold on it. Um, it's there. And actually, when you do that, uh, at the end of the year, uh, we do get a bit of the proceeds from that. So if you want to support the club, support your local GA club, um, Get a jersey, wear it around yeah. town. Like me, maybe you maybe you don't want to play, but you know you can do that uh, and and support um, you know an, a, a, another Irish cultural group, and um, we'd be very appreciative. Yeah, but we we want you to come play too. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, especially you ladies, because we need more ladies. What do you think the Savannah GAA has brought to the Irish community here in Savannah? I think that. Um, it has give, been a great outlet for younger people to get tied in to the Irish community here. Um, you know, especially people who are not from here. Um, the Irish societies, like, they're very familial here. Um, and so I think it's a good um, just kind of entryway into the Irish community. We walked in our first St. Patrick's Day parade this year. It's just, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's a great outlet for, for people who might not be from Savannah and people who are younger, um, to just get involved and, and get in touch with the, with the Irish community here. Yeah. And also I think, I think Irishness is, I think it transcends being genetically Irish. <laughs> and um, our team, because it's a sports team that just like plays out in foresight, all kinds of people come, that are not Irish at all come play. And I think it expands Irish culture that way where, you know, you didn't really know, but you came and you learned and you're like, oh, this is amazing. Like not not just like playing the sport and sure. learning. And also it's like a very niche sport. Not a lot of people really know about this national support sport of a country outside of Ireland. And then. So you learn about like one of the most Irish things you can learn about, but then like you're out drinking and you're, you just, you end up being at like some reading of like the Irish proclamation and, <laughs> and other things like you just get, you get tuned in through being in the team and you just learn so much about another culture. I would say like what person, I don't know, at least half our team is probably not Irish at all, but they are it's Irish not now. Even <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, Tara's like no, oh no, no, not like, sorry, not oh, like, like heritage yeah. Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, <I didn't>. yeah. <laughs> 
Well, like, Jared's like, absolutely not. Oh, no. I'm not the most observant person. <laughs> He's like, my wife is English. Should I not just say the that? Mo- yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Like, like as I said, in the US, usually the non genetically Irish. Irish people are the most athletic. That's not right. <laughs> so we, we need plenty of those. Um, and like you said, you welcome everybody to the team. So men, women, um, English women. Um, <laughs> Even English women. Yes. Even even English women. That's still, that has been contentious. I did get a call from the USGAA about that one. (laughs) We got married. We did. So she's Irish by association. So y'all have um, either participated in or hosted a lot of tournaments in the last couple of years. So um, talk about um, what the first match you won. Um, let's talk about the most exciting match you've played in. Um, keep it clean. Just kidding. Um, talk about any other tournaments um, you've had and how you trained for them. And then what are your future plans for bringing a tournament here to Savannah? Well, the first match we won was the first match we played. Boom. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sorry, Orlando GAA, but we had to. Um, yeah. First match as a club ever. Yeah. And we won by one point. One, one point. point. <laughs> yeah. That was an exciting game, actually. And so that was, we played hurling first. We won that game. We were on cloud nine. We were like, lads, we've got this hurling thing <laughs> cracked. Mystery like, solved. <laughs> I, grew up, I grew up only playing Gaelic football and never played hurling in Dublin. And uh, so I picked up my first, I was learning hurling at the same time as everybody was learning hurling. And um, and uh, uh, he is the coach, and I had no idea. I followed yeah, yeah, him yeah. blindly. I, I, I've only had to say one session ahead of everybody else. Here's the code. But uh, but then and then but then you know to give to give the devil its due, we did play Orlando in football then directly after the hurling game and got absolutely demolished. <laughs> yeah. uh, so everybody got a little something out of that first match. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I joke with my wife, uh, or she jokes with me, that our wedding day is the second happiest day of my life. Uh, because the first was winning our first match. <laughs> um, yeah, um, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. We posted a bunch of tournaments here in Savannah. And uh, each tournament gets bigger and better. And we're hoping to have more and more teams. Maybe next year we'll have six teams, maybe even more eight teams. Who knows? Um Typically play at Jug Knight Field, but um, we're going to see if we can sort out getting Daffin Field. We're sort of, you know, the ambition is to be like what the Savannah Shamrock rugby team mm-hmm. have with their tournament down here. You know, that's an, like nationally, that's an internationally renowned yeah. rugby tournament. Um, you know, and we're good friends with a lot of the, the Savannah Shamrock rugby, rugby team guys, you know. Um, and so like, that would be, that's that's a real ambition for us. Um, but the Southeast Division is is hopping. You know, we've got teams: Atlanta, Orlando, Tampa, Charleston, Augusta. We were we'd literally come back in last yesterday from rally. Mm-hmm. We played Charlotte, we play Greenville, everybody. Um, you know, all around there's there's good hurling. There's good. Well, there's not there's more hurling than there is Gaelic football. Um, but like you know, we we play Gaelic football just because we're we're a dual code club. Anyone that wants to play Gaelic football, we're always happy to play against them. Atlanta have a, a decent team, very good team actually. Charleston are trying to pick it up. Um, 
Orlando obviously play. So, you know, I think some of the best, what's the best tournament we've ever went to? I think it was the Holy City Cup that we, Oh, just not long ago. Let's talk about that. (laughs) If one was to go and do a, the best pint of Guinness purveyors in all of Savannah, Georgia is O'Connell's Irish Pub on Drayton Street. And you were to stand at the bar counter staring Dirk directly in the eyes and order your pint of Guinness. And as you wait for him or to Sullivan's. pour... Or Sullivan's. Or Sullivan's, yeah. Order your pint of Sullivan's. Sullivan's red is actually my favourite, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. And if you were to gaze upwards towards the ceiling on the left-hand side, you'd see a big yellow trophy. And behind big, it, there's big a... Big yellow trophy. Huge. Big yellow huge. Goalkeeper's jersey, which has all of the autographs of all of the team that uh, played on that fateful day where we won the we won the, the Holy City Cup. Was it two months ago now? Yeah, April. Yeah. Um, and that was that was a really that was a watershed moment for our team. I think it was the first ever tournament we've ever won. You know, we won games here and there. Obviously, mm-hmm. the first game, but then you know we've lost plenty of games along the way. Um, but there we really strung together some consistent performances and it was really, especially from, from my perspective, seeing, you know, we used to always rely on one or two people in the team to really, if they had nine out of 10 games, we had a, we had a shot. Whereas now it's like if, if you know, our, our couple of main players have, you know, eight out of 10, we have loads of guys or six out of 10 or five out of 10 or not, or not there, right? People, have, people don't show up to every tournament. We've got so many new American players that are really know what they're doing now. And uh, they consistently come down to practice and they're scoring points and scoring goals and making assists and getting the ball into their hands. And uh, yeah, that was a real complete team performance. It was awesome. Really, really good to see. Yeah, because it was, I mean, to be honest with you, it was, it was, uh, it was getting very tiring being the athletic driver. Uh, this the one guy that can shoot, run and all that. It was tough for me. Yeah, what Tara said, just, I think that was a real turning point for us. Like, just the quality of hurling just has increased exponentially mm-hmm. since then. And, and I mean, it was a, I mean, it was a different team that, that, that took the field that day. And um, the quality is just really, really improved. Thanks to our hard work of our coach. Awesome. Awesome. So last year, you guys um, participated in the Savannah Irish Festival at Savannah Station. This year, we have nailed down a date. It's going to be Saturday, February the 10th. At Victory North, we're going to have, yes, 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 we're excited. Um, We would love to have you guys come back out and have a booth and recruit and talk about it and play, you know, do some demos. Um, We'll pitch you guys outside this year (laughs) with some heaters. Um, But we would love to have you guys come back and participate so you can continue to share the good news of the Savannah GAA and what your future goals are. Um, so little Declan will not be the only GA player in 15, 20 years. So that's right. Yeah, because that time will go by quickly. Mm. Um, so and then on the um, 6th of September, um, the festival joined the Savannah Chamber of Commerce. We're actually going to do a ribbon cutting at Victory North. So people can come in and check out the venue. Would love to have you guys come and have some crack with us. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, thank you guys for coming in for this. Um, how can people find you online? Savannah GAA on Facebook and Savannah GAA No Spaces on Instagram. Okay. And do you have a website or? Yes. Yes. SavannahGAA.com. 
Awesome. So everybody check out the Spanish GAA. Follow them on Facebook. That's, that's where you put a lot of your information. Yeah, on. Instagram and Facebook. Um, check them out. Get by Forsyth Park on Thursdays. Um, go have some pints. You'll probably see them in O'Connell's. So thank you guys for coming out. And thank you to D. Daniels Media for producing us. And we will see you guys next time. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Tara. Thanks for listening to the Savannah Irish Festival podcast. Do us a favor and share this episode with a friend. Message us on Instagram at Savannah underscore Irish underscore festival. Big thanks to Victory North, a fusion of history and modern elegance designed within the walls of a century old ice factory. Victory North stands as a testament to the timeless beauty of Savannah. From sold-out concerts to intimate gatherings and grand celebrations, Victory North offers the perfect canvas for unforgettable occasions. The venue serves as a blank canvas, inviting clients to transform it into their dream space. So step into history and dream up your future. Find more details at VictoryNorthSavannah.com. That's VictoryNorthSavannah.com. Don't forget, events kick off September 6th with a ribbon cutting at Victory North. The Savannah Irish Festival will be Saturday, February 10th at Victory North with the official start to the Irish season in Savannah. And of course, the 2024 St. Patrick's Day Parade, Saturday, March 16th. The Savannah Irish Festival is made up of multiple Irish societies and organizations in the Savannah area. For a full list, go to savannahirishfest.com. That's savannahirishfest.com. And like Dory says, Here in Savannah, St. Patrick's isn't just a day, it's a whole season.